Hey Sunrise family, so good morning or afternoon or evening, depending on when you're watching this video. So because of the significant weather event that um, right now as I'm recording this is scheduled to happen, but probably as you're watching this is currently happening, um, I'm here in my office talking to a camera instead of being here in the sanctuary talking directly to you. So my hope and my prayer is that you are warm and well-fed and comfy, uh, presumably in some very comfortable clothes with a, uh, a mug of something hot to drink while you're watching this video. So today, um, we're going to be talking just a little bit about what it means that Jesus really is the reason for the season. So when you think of Christmas, what, what, what comes to mind? Now, now I'm not talking about what should come to mind because we all know that Jesus is the correct answer for that, right? And I, and I can even hear some of you, um, maybe you're thinking to yourself in a very sort of a smug and pious voice, you know, well, when I think of Christmas, I think of the baby Jesus, the Christ child nestled in Mary's arms, blah, 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 blah. And, and right, we all get it. That's what we all should be thinking about because we all know that that's the church answer. But for the next couple of minutes, let's just be super honest with ourselves um, and maybe with those that are, are sitting around us if, if, if we're there with, with other folks about what we really do think about when we think about Christmas. Like what are the memories that come up? And, and as I was reflecting this week, um, some of the things that come up to my mind or come to my mind are Christmas Eve with my mom's parents, my Mama Garnet and my Papa Junior. Um, every Christmas Eve, we would make the drive to to their house, and and uh, the lights would be low, the Christmas tree would be lit, and and Santa Claus would arrive uh, with presents for myself, my brother, my younger cousin Travis, and then eventually my youngest cousin Amber, who's about fifteen or sixteen years younger than I am. And, and what was strange is that Santa would always arrive, and he would always be driving Uncle Lee's truck, and he would be wearing Uncle Lee's aftershave, and he would always be accompanied by Uncle Lee's wife, Aunt Gay. And, and, and for many years, I kind of wondered, I thought maybe Aunt Gay and Santa Claus had a thing going on, and, um, and I just didn't have the heart to tell Uncle Lee, who was like the sweetest, most precious man in the world. Um, right? It didn't take long. It didn't take long for us to figure out who Santa really was. But man, those memories are ingrained in me with, more than anything else, the, the, the food and the love and the people, being surrounded by the people that, that genuinely care about you to go out of their way to dress up in a big red suit to try to make Christmas special for four little kids. The other thing, another thing that came to my mind is I always remember... Um, the Saturday before Christmas, so whenever that would work out, the Saturday before Christmas, um, uh, my, we would meet with with my dad's parents, Papa Damon and Mama Josie, and and every year we always knew what we were going to get, but right? it was always the same present. Um, it was five dollars and a pack of new underwear, um, which which when I think about it now, right, it's like, hey man, that's a kingly gift uh, to be able to count on right a pack of of new underwear every, every year. Um, I, I think about Mama Josie always would make a turkey, and the turkey would always be dry as a bone, right? If there wasn't gravy around, you couldn't even choke it down. Um, but I think about the family. I think about breaking into to songs. I think about um, Uncle Gary playing his guitar. I, I think about laughter. I, 
I, I think about the things that really mattered. I think about gathering. Christmas for me is, is made up of all these things and more. It's made up of Pat's mashed potatoes. It's made up of my kids pretending to, to vomit and being aghast when Amy and I sign our Christmas presents with our, our, our pet names for each other um, to, you know, you know, Amy from Dennis, but we, we use the, uh, the names that we've given to each other, terms of endearment over the years. Watching my kids pretend to be offended by that, but secretly knowing that they really do enjoy it. Of, of oranges in stockings, which has been something that my kids have discovered every year for all of their lives. Of, of tiny little fingers poking me in the face at 4 a.m., eager to tear into their presents, only to have me yell at those two small boys to get back in bed. See, we all know that the reason for the season is Jesus. And, and I think that sometimes we feel badly when our first thought isn't of the swaddled Christ child, but it's of all these things that basically make up our lived experience of what Christmas is like. But the older that I get, the more that I, I think we should feel less badly and more thankful, those of us who've been given gifts, like I've just sort of explained, right, of, of family and laughter and food and and, and, and simple but, but thoughtful or practical gifts, right? We, we need to be thankful for those things because at least in my lived experience, all of those things have pointed me to the truer and better. They've, they've in, in some way, shape, or form, they've testified the good news of the gospel of Jesus, that Jesus has arrived. And that because of him, everything is now changed. See, Jesus just isn't a person that, that is presented in the scriptures that lays flat on a page, but he was and is a real, live person that was born of a virgin, that was swaddled in those clothes, that is the greatest gift that humanity has ever received. He is the incarnation of God himself, God with us. I'm reminded of... of one of my favorite passages in all the scripture, Hebrews chapter 1. And Hebrews is, is honestly one of my favorite books in, in all the scriptures. And, and the writer of Hebrews begins his letter by saying these words. Long ago, God spoke in many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe. The Son, Jesus, radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. When He had cleansed us from our sins, He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majesty of God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. You see, the writer of Hebrews gives us an unbelievable gift. And the gift isn't just the inspired words and the message of God that comes to us through his letter, but he gives us the gift of showing us how to read the rest of the scriptures through their Jesus-shaped lens. 
Remember we talked a little bit last week and we said that we, we can't understand Jesus unless we understand him through his Old Testament, his Hebrew context. But we also can't understand the totality of the scriptures unless we understand them through their Jesus-shaped context. And in this, the writer of Hebrews gives us this gift. And he says, Jesus is the truer and better word. He is the clearest speech act. You want to know what God is saying. You want to know how he says it. You look at Jesus. And so when we run up against some of those problems, passages or difficult passages or things that are hard to understand, well, we view those through the lens of Jesus. He tells us that Jesus is the truer and better messenger. He is the most faithful preacher. That he is the one who has come to fulfill everything that was spoken of before. The writer of Hebrews goes on as we move through the letter and says that Jesus is the truer and better man. He is Adam as Adam should have been. Remember Paul writes to the church of Rome and he says, just as through one man, the first Adam, sin and death entered the world through one man, Jesus, came God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness. Jesus is the truer and better lawgiver. He didn't come to overthrow or destroy it. But he came to fulfill it, to fill it up, to show us, hey, this is what God's message, God's instruction, God's Torah looks like with skin on, as a human, walking around, interacting with other humans. The writer of Hebrews goes on and tells us that Jesus is the true and better Sabbath rest. That he's come to restore things to that creative peace that existed, that shalom that existed on day seven. That Jesus doesn't come just to, to call a halt or a cessation to hostilities between two warring parties, but to come and bring reconciliation and lasting peace. Peace on earth <laughs> and goodwill towards humans. Jesus is the true and better high priest, the author of Hebrews goes on to tell us. The one who stands between the holy God and his estranged creation, making sacrifices and reconciliation, making it possible for us to again enter into relationship with God. Jesus is the true and better sacrifice, not just the one who makes the sacrifice, but the sacrifice himself, the atoning sacrifice that does not cover over or pacify sin, but the perfect and sinless one who takes it upon himself and takes it away. The truer and better tabernacle. The one who from the beginning was with God and the one who was in fact God himself did not just take upon himself the appearance of humanity but became one of us, being tempted in every way as we are yet without sin. Why? So he could take our sin away. You see, when I read through the, the book of Hebrews, I'm, I'm kind of reminded that the story that God has told through those ancient prophets and through those stories and even through the, the, the apostles themselves, right? Those stories that he's told, they, they tell a bigger story, the story of God's redemptive, creative, pursuant love for us. But it also reiterates a story that's been true in my life as well. You see, the writer of Hebrews doesn't just proclaim words on a page. 
he shows me how to read the Bible inside of its Jesus context, and the author also shows me how to view the world that I've lived in and do live in inside of its Jesus context. It's not just about what God did, but it's about what God is doing and God will do. Now as a man, rather than a, a boy, I, I look back on those memories and I can, I, I can see and I can appreciate that, that Jesus was present in many of those spaces. That, that when I experienced the love of the people that were around me, that they were simply extensions of God's love for me. In those memories, God teaches me that Jesus is the truer and better. He is the truer and better bringer of gifts. <laughs> He's the true and truer and better joy giver. He is the truer and better sustainer. He is the one who knows all of my needs and will provide my needs. He is the sovereign one who knows when I'm confused and has things to teach me even when I would rather be somewhere than I really than I am now. He's the one who responds in love to his impatient and impetuous children. He is the one who calls each of us by name and who knows us and knows who we are and knows just what we need. So this Christmas season, as we we make memories, as we spend time with people that we love, as we as we maybe deal with the disappointment of not being exactly where we would like to be with the people that we would like to, to be with, if maybe some of the holiday plans have been derailed by this once-in-a-generation storm, as some are calling it. Maybe there's a moment inside of this, this time of this disappointment where we can remember that God is sovereign and He has something to teach us and He wants to meet us inside of that space because He is, in fact, the truer and the better one who has come to make all things right and to bring peace on earth and to show us God's favor. May you go through this weekend with God's grace and God's peace, experiencing his love and his care for you in these days. God bless. Have a wonderful weekend.